Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Good morning. Weather and traffic Beautiful coming up. Good morning this morning, isn't it? Uh, we got the Touch Toads coming up. We're going to win tickets <laughs> to the right. festival where we have five artists that you kind of remember from seven years ago. That's right. It's the Jingle Ball <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in July yeah. coming up. Jingle July coming Jingle up. Jingle July. Seven artists who had one hit nine years ago. <laughs> but we're still playing the hits. But we're still playing them. Yeah, that's right. But we Good can morning, afford everybody. them because they're actually coming for free that's if we play <laughs> their new song in overnights. Right. That nobody really wants to hear. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor this half hour. It's realestateagentsitrust.com I love realestateagentsitrust.com You're selling your house still? <laughs> I sure, I've got it just because I love the site so much <laughs> That's right, I love them so much I'm buying houses all the time <laughs> All the time, I'm buying them, I'm selling them I don't care if I'm making a profit That's right. I just love realestateagentsitrust.com <laughs> I love them because they're like friends They listen to my show, they listen to you They, they sure love do. things They think the way we do And they're going to sell or buy a house for me I have 14 houses right now Really? 14 houses, every I, new house i buy with the equity from the old one it's working out great <laughs> and but nothing. i made lots of friends no. i'm losing millions of dollars but i made lots of friends that's right and nobody's gonna say a bad word about you having 14 houses that's gonna work out great no matter what happens to the economy because it's always blue sky from here it's gonna only get better okay real estate agents i trust.com it's probably a freebie spot for them. Uh, but uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to buy or sell a house, that's the people that we go to. And listen, we're just like you. Good morning. Great show coming up for you in a second. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. I want to start with a question. Is there anyone out there that really is actually trying to fix the problem? That they're really, they, they want to run for president because, not that they want to change us, not that they want to transform us, but because they just actually believe it's not that hard to fix. I'm going to just share some thoughts with you that I had getting up and taking a shower and then getting in here and looking at the news. We do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Mother's Day this weekend. It's Mother's Day this weekend. Is there anything more to it's looking at me like going, oh, crap. You haven't done it yet, huh? I was mouthing expletives. You were. Uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly crap, but it, it was. It was. But uh, mm-hmm. more descriptive word. You don't want to forget <laughs> that, Stu. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It's coming soon, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, today is a day that you can get 1-800-Flowers to send your mom 24 multicolored roses plus a free glass vase. It's twenty nine ninety nine. This offer ends tomorrow. By Saturday, you're going to be left with dandelions for about seventy dollars. <laughs> uh, Twenty-four multicolored roses plus a free vase, twenty-nine ninety-nine. Go to one eight hundred flowers right now. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code Beck. That's one eight hundred flowers dot com. Promo code is Beck. This offer ends tomorrow, so make sure you do it today. One eight hundred flowers dot com. Use the promo code Beck. All right. I 
you know, my day starts the same way. My day usually starts focused on what it should be focused on. And I don't think we're all that different. I think our days start exactly the same. This morning, my alarm went off about 5 o'clock. And every morning, I just get up, drag myself out of bed, and I get showered. And then I stand for about five minutes in my closet, just trying to find anything that still fits. I mean, I got a whole closet full of clothes, nothing I can really still wear. Today, I'm going to start exercising, I tell myself. I listen to a podcast. I try to get a quick update on the insanity that happened on the other side of the world where the sun is now setting before we begin our insanity. I peek into my bedroom where at least one of the kids are now fast asleep. They climbed into bed with us last night because of the thunder showers. And I wonder if he or she is going to be rested enough now to ace that test that we studied for last night. I just want them to do well in life, but I don't even know how to help them anymore. The nonsense taught in their school shocks me almost every time, and I don't even know why anymore. Two plus two doesn't equal four. There is no gender. And I don't even recognize the country that people are describing when they talk about America. And I care. I do. I'm not a hater. I don't want to burn the whole system down. I don't want to spread fake news, but I don't even know it's true anymore. Everything my parents taught me now seems out of fashion. I worry about the economy. I worry about my job. I worry about other people's job. I worry about illegal immigration. And I'm not stupid and I'm not racist. I don't want kids in cages. I'm proud of our history of Ellis Island, but I want to know who's here. My family came here for the same reasons. They just wanted a chance. And that's all I want. That's all I want for my children. And I'm tired of the political bickering. I think me and my friends, we could fix this just by leaving people alone and recognizing that we're all the same. We just want a shot. Isn't that the American dream? It's not two cars. It's just having a shot. And are our kids going to have that shot? And I don't see a politician talking about this. Because I mean it. I think we could get together with our neighbors and fix this. What does, what does no genders have to do with fixing our country so our children have a shot? They're now talking about getting rid of capitalism openly. Forget about socialism. That was so 2016. They're actually now talking about, oh, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like Sweden. They're now actually stating the free market's end. They're now saying they want to abolish Capitalism. You know why they didn't want to stand by that stupid green jobs deal? Because if you read what was in there, it says the fundamental transformation of our financial system from a free market to a system of environmental and economic justice. That's what we're talking about. Yesterday, I saw this 
I saw this article in Politico, and here's the headline. Here's where the Democrat candidates stand on the biggest issues of 2020. And let me ask you, mom, dad, college student, is, is, are any of these the biggest issues in your life? Supreme Court expansion, basically packing the courts. Is that something that you sit around with with your friends and when you're really talking heart to heart about the country, do you really sit around and go, you know what? You know what would fix this country? We got to do this right away. Pack the Supreme Court. Make that more political. You know what would really fix this country? The thing I'm most worried about? Legalizing marijuana. That's number two. Number three, abolishing the Electoral College. You know, let me go through all of these things, and let me tell you what they're really about. Supreme Court expansion. What is their goal? Is their goal really about helping you in your job, helping you keep more of your money, giving your kids a shot? Are they helping you raise your kids when you talk about Supreme Court expansion? No. No, that's about a fundamental transformation of America. That's what that is. Legalizing marijuana. Okay, maybe I'll be kind and say that has something to do with, uh, with um, prison reform. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm a libertarian. I'm fine. Legalize drugs. I'm fine with that. But is that what most people are talking about in their life? Abolishing the Electoral College. What's that all about? Fundamental transformation of the United States. And it's about power. The Electoral College is there to keep us balanced. To make sure that the big cities don't dominate the rest of the country. You may not like the way the election, you know, bears out, but the founders did it for a reason. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. And a democracy is always number one or number two on any socialist or communist list of how to flip a nation. Because then it becomes mob rule. When did we when did we become these people where we were like, hey, 51 percent of us say it's this way. So shut your pie hole. We've always hated that. We're a country for the underdog. This is why the left is so screwed up right now. They think we're against gay people. I'm not against gay people. I feel bad when people have lived their whole life feeling one way and afraid to come out and say it. This is about bullies. And America has always been on the side of underdogs. But you know, when you get enough underdogs together and they're led by a few bullies, they don't, they're not the underdog anymore. Universal health care. They told you that they would give you $2,500 per family per year. That's how much your savings would be. $2,500 per year. Did you see the 
in, in, you know, coming back to you, did you see that reduction in your health care costs? Because my health care costs have gone through the roof. Everyone's health care costs have gone through the roof. This didn't do what they said. You trusted them. They promised you. They even lied about keeping your doctor. They lied about it, admitted to it later. They lied. And now they want to do more? Well, why did they lie in the first place? Because this isn't about health care. This isn't about you. This is about controlling that part of the economy. This is about them having more power over you. It's about getting rid of the free market one sector at a time. Taxing the rich. It's nice, but whenever you say, hey, how much is a fair share? And people actually hear how much people are paying in taxes. They're outraged by it. How much is your fair share? Let me ask you this. When it comes to reparations, how many people in your life, this is on Politico's top Democratic candidates, where they stand on the biggest issues in 2020, is reparations really the biggest issue that we're facing right now? Where, where, is, where is just being decent to each other? Reparations? Reparations is about changing everything. It's about punishing people. Is anybody else sick and tired of punishing people or being punished? Banishing people or being banished? I am. I don't want to be other people's judges. I, I don't. I'm tired of it. Free college. That's like health care. First of all, can't be done. Oh, it'll save everybody. No, it won't. It will drive the cost of college through the roof. But you won't notice it because you'll be paying taxes for it. This is about the government controlling all education. This is about the government controlling your children and your children's chance just to have a shot. Rejecting super PACs, is that really on your priority list, America? Because that's about political change. Late-term abortions. This one's not even about people. This is about getting us to disregard people. How many people do you know that are for late-term abortions? And I'm talking to the Democrats. How many do you know that are for, you know, letting the child die after birth? Killing the child the night before he or she could be born. Is that your biggest priority? Is that how you see fixing America? The new Green Deal. What's that one about? Well, read the bill. I love it when people say read the bill. This one's pretty easy. You can read it. It talks about the fundamental transformation of the economic system of America from a free market capitalist society to one of environmental and social justice. That's about their control. 
eliminating the filibuster is the last one on the list of the the top priorities, the biggest priorities. Ending the filibuster again, it's about changing the system for control. We all have bigger things to worry about. And I think this is why Donald Trump will do well again. And it's why Joe Biden is doing well. Because Joe Biden is not seen, even though he is part of this. He'll do all of these things. He's not out talking about it all the time. And so Lunch Bucket Joe, who is anything but Lunch Bucket Joe, is doing well in the polls because everyone else seems so radical. Unemployment now, this is so great to say, at historic lows. It has been even more difficult now to find great employees and small business owners. I mean... That's the last thing you need. You need a great HR partner, and that partner should be ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter will send your job to over 100 of the job's leading web boards, but they don't stop there because what will happen if you just send it to a, one of these you know, job boards, you're just going to get a deluge of, of resumes. And, you, I mean, how many of them are bad? How many of them actually work? This is what you need. ZipRecruiter has come up with an algorithm and a way to find the employees that will actually be looking for a job like yours in the area uh, and the the work environment that you are providing. This saves you a ton of time, and they, they even highlight the best candidates. Try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. It's it's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck, the smartest way to hire. 10 seconds, station ID. It's amazing to see because you're talking about the priorities and if the politicians are actually addressing them and so often the answer to that is just no no right i mean we the green new deal is a, the perfect example of this now as you point out when you read the green new deal you find out it's not at all about really anything green it's more no. of a green is the new red deal right mm-hmm. they're trying to hide all of the policies they've been trying to pass for mm-hmm. a million years mm-hmm. Under the sort of pretense of the environment. But that's not really what it's about. When you look at climate change and you want to look at the uh, priorities for the American people, we see the same thing over and over and over again. This is the list of the priorities. Number one, the economy. Again, the economy, it's the economy, stupid, is this thing that is supposed to be true. If it's true, Donald Trump's not going to have a problem getting reelected. Yeah, the first three are really the economy. Yep. When you talk about things that people are worried about, these are the things that concern me every single day. Mm-hmm. The economy. Mm-hmm. What is ahead? Number two, what about health care? What are they going to do to health care? And it's specifically health care costs. Yes. So again, and that is very related to the economy. People just want to make sure that they can pay for their health care. I just want to be able to take my kid to the doctor if they need something. That's all I worry about. 
And what are they going to do to it now? And is it going to make it better or worse? Listen to that. What are they going to do to my health care? With a complete disregard of the free market. Health care is getting better. But it's getting more expensive. Why? Because they're tinkering with it. Education. <laughs> They've driven up the cost of education to unbelievable sums of money. And it's all because the United States government started guaranteeing loans. Well, that way everyone can go to college. Well, not everyone should go to college. Some should go to trade schools. And also, it's not guaranteeing everybody goes to college. Uh, it is instead really subsidizing. It's making sure everybody goes in debt. Yes, and it's subsidizing uh, people who are more well-off, who tend to go to college more often, with money that is coming from the entire tax base. Uh, so again, it's almost a reverse of what the left says they want. And they're guaranteeing these loans. So of course, colleges uh, and universities who aren't, you know, they're not morons here. They just keep hiking the prices knowing that everyone has to pay them. Because, well, I mean, if, if the prices get too high, either the government comes in and bails everybody out, which they've done before, or uh, they come in and they say, well, we'll change the program to make the loan more affordable. So more money goes to the college and less money goes to interest. But what does that mean to the average person? Nothing. They're still paying it. And the principal's higher. So then they kind of wind up, it, this this just keeps churning and churning and churning and prices go up and up and up. And in, in the result is that college costs have outpaced with inflation almost every other part of our society and you are going to college to be indoctrinated never has it been more true to say woodrow wilson's dream of college education has finally happened his dream of a college education was to make a man or a boy more unlike his father uh, as possible so to try to change him so he's he doesn't reflect his father or his father's value at all that they're, they're doing that is that what you want so the first three economy healthcare costs and education all things all of us worry about but i want to go down this list and and show you i don't think i have ever seen a party more out of step with the with the items on uh, uh, the list of what people actually care about and how they rank them ever before in any election if the economy stays as solid as it is right now donald trump has a a big win in front of him back in a minute you're listening to glenn beck American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So home prices are appreciating, and as a result, home sellers are enjoy enjoying a sizable return on their investment. Those people who sold their home in the first quarter of this year made an average of 31.5% return, pocketing an average of $57,500 in profit. You combine that stat with the market's current low rates, and you're going to see now is a great time to move up to your next home, your forever home. Ten-minute call to American Financing, a salary-based mortgage consultant. Now is the time to sell your home. 
and perhaps get into a new home, now is the time with this incredibly low interest rate to refinance your home. Making a new mortgage payment affordable. In many cases, your mortgage payment will be less than your rent payment. The people who can help you do this, they don't get kickbacks from the banks, they work for you, is American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Cory Booker was in the socialist spotlight last night. A lot of stuff Whoa. I did not know. Uh, we'll go over some episode. of that today. But also subscribe and see the whole thing at blazetv.com slash Glenn. For a few weeks now, I've been reminding you that Mother's Day is fast approaching. Now just days away. So 1-800-Flowers is here to help you pick out a gorgeous bouquet that will show her that you love her. 1-800-Flowers is having amazing offers for Mother's Day bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99. 1-800-Flowers are amazing. They're picked fresh from the best farms, so they last longer. With an amazing selection of sweets and treats and bouquets, 1-800-Flowers has everything you need for Mother's Day. They have all of the flowers starting at $29.99, which is an amazing offer, but you have to order today. So make sure you lock in this offer, only good while supplies last. After you've chosen your gorgeous bouquet or arrangement, just pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. 1-800-Flowers, help mom know how much you love her. Order today, 1-800-Flowers.com. To order a beautiful and vibrant Mother's Day bouquet starting at $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash Beck. Order today, save 1-800-Flowers.com slash Beck. Just doesn't make a difference. We're just talking about this thing with uh, uh, Donald Trump's tax tax, uh, returns being released now. He lost a billion dollars over... And they're actually not even its tax returns. They're they're uh, forms from the IRS that that aren't his. They're not his like ten forty. Like, what do they call the receipt? Yeah, the or, receipt or, or something. Or, yeah, yeah. But they are t- they're IRS documents, and he's saying they're inaccurate. Who cares? I I don't care. But yeah. and we talked about this a long time ago. We knew he was losing money. Everybody knew that. Yeah, he he doesn't though, mind sure. debt. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind losing people's money. Right. We we've known that. Yeah. We've known that. And There's I always nothing suspected, new here. I suspected that he, one of the reasons he didn't want his tax his taxes to come out is because he doesn't make as much money as he says. Yes. He's not a, he's not worth 10 billion dollars. Yes. I've always suspected that, and I don't care. Does it matter if he's worth 10 billion or 3 billion? He's worth more than me. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that I know. Yes. I mean, I mean, he's a billionaire. Yes. Probably, who, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I know. Who cares? It's a lot of money. It, look, if you if you lost a billion dollars over a 10 or 15 year period and you're still living the way he lives, God bless you. <laughs> you're pretty good at working the system. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. God bless you. So, well, this you is- know, I don't I don't care. There's nothing new here. No, there isn't. And and uh, you know, I I've I've hit my limit long ago of listening to any of this stuff. Yeah. It's it's like none of it matters. And there's such a feeding frenzy over at CNN over it. Oh, my gosh. They think they're onto something. And it's like uh, it's the same it, thing with Russia. Yeah. Right? I mean, this yeah. is what's amazing about Russia. It's like they would find Trump saying things that were <laughs> misleading or untrue or whatever. And their theory was he's lying to us because there's something huge here. There's and the same thing's happening with the tax re- 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 returns yeah. now. Yeah. He's lying to us about the taxes. And did you hear the speculation? Because it, there's something huge there. And then when you find the documents, what you realize is there's not something huge there. He just likes to not tell you the truth. Well, he likes what, to not tell the media <laughs> the truth. His, he loves that's that. it. When it comes to the media and when it comes to his image, 
That's his first go-to. Yeah, exactly. What they're thinking is that they're onto something because they believe that since the banks in America wouldn't lend to him anymore, he was floated money by Saudi Arabia or they're hoping Russia. That's their oh, hope. So that's what words, they're looking into. In other words, when the American banks that had no money mm-hmm. uh, in 2008, when they went open hand, hat in hand to Saudi Arabian princes and said, can we borrow money? Can you keep us afloat? That was somehow wrong. <laughs> it was somehow wrong mm. that the United States government that the mm-hmm. uh, that's going to China hat in hand saying, I don't have any money. Uh, can you float some loans for us? That's bad. When the banking system goes to Saudi Arabia, that's bad. But an individual can't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We want to talk about a double standard. They just desperately want some storyline here. Right. I mean, we just can't have an election that's based on actual ideas. We have to have elections that are based on like these fake sort of scandal accusations that no one can prove because they're not really real. And that's what seems to be happening with Trump. They're just looking for that one thing that's going to stick. They thought it was going to be Russia. It doesn't seem like that's working out for them. They're mm-hmm. going to keep going down that road Look, anyway. If you would have found something on Russia, I would have been there. But totally. If, if the would've president been... of the United States was colluding with Russia, I wouldn't want him elected. Correct. Of course not. It's, it's honestly, it's the big thing about Biden. Biden and his son, $1.5 billion from the government of China. From the government of China. They're not even paying attention to care. that. They don't care. They don't one care. Iota. Who was it that did an expose uh, on his Ukraine thing and said, well, it's only half, it's only true. half true. Yeah, I heard that as well. It's, uh, I think it was PolitiFact. Uh, they say, let's see, when Joe Biden's son Hunter was serving as a director of Ukraine's largest pa- gas producer, the elder Biden threatened to withhold $1 billion in U.S. aid to Ukraine if they didn't fire a prosecutor looking into We've the gas company. We've got the audio of it. Yeah, they say that's half true. How is it half true? Well, you made up the second half of that sentence Which that he said. was... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's audio. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, they say... They probably say because he wasn't doing Biden, he was... Uh, he was uh, they were looking into uh, the company Burisma and not Joe Biden's son. That's probably how they're spinning it. We can go through some of it if you want. Um, so we, that was the accusation. Here's the key takeaways. Hunter Biden did hold a directorship for a Ukra- Ukrainian gas company while his father was vice president. <laughs> okay, let's, okay. Stop. let's just stop for a second. All right. Let's just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Here's the facts on this. Mm. Joe Biden's son has no gas or oil exploration experience. Zero. Zilch. None. None. Well, he does now, but he yeah, didn't he then. does. He didn't then. <laughs> yeah. Now, then one other little fact: Joe Biden came over with one point five billion dollars in our taxpayer money mm-hmm. to invest in the oil and gas exploration business in Ukraine. Okay, so Daddy's got one point five billion to invest of taxpayer money, so we can help them find natural gas. Uh, and and oil Burisma happens to be the biggest recipient of that money. They need a chairperson. You know what I do when I'm thinking, you know, we're going to really got to get good at finding oil and gas. Can you find somebody who is not even native to our country uh, and uh, and doesn't really speak the language and has zero experience in this industry? We need him as the chairman. <laughs> You're saying that's. Not a good idea. I'm saying that's unusual. Huh? Saying that's unusual. I would say. I mean, this is this shows that all of 
all of what you were talking about is true. I mean, so Hunter Biden did hold a directorship with the Ukrainian gas company. Experts agree that Hunter Biden's acceptance of the position created a conflict of interest for his father. This is, by the way, in the context of a half true claim. So make sure that is the basis of. This is the this the is the left debunking this. Right. Vice President Joe Biden did urge Ukraine to fire its top prosecutor with the threat of withholding U.S. aid. So, again, so far, now, we're at all true. All, 100%, Everything 100 percent is true. 100 percent of the facts that we talked about they're admitting are true. Uh, now, they say, uh, but that was the position of the wider U.S. government as well as other international institutions. So they're saying that, OK, well, the government, they didn't like this guy overall Mm -hmm. and some other people thought he was sketchy and biden was the only one was the one really just holding the flame to this guy to to, into ukraine to make sure they fired him well again like there's a lot of ways to handle that you know the fact that he's turning up the heat like that that publicly is a big step right biden Uh, went much further than than had previously been done we also know from the prime minister or the president of ukraine now that they had no choice if Joe Biden said we're going to withhold the money, they would have collapsed right. at that point. They had to have American money. So whatever Joe Biden said, doesn't matter what the rest of the world said, whatever Joe Biden said, they had to do. So all the facts were true. And Biden did do this. And the fact that, generally speaking, they didn't like this prosecutor does not necessarily explain why Joe Biden goes that hard right there. Right. But, OK, we don't have evidence yet of the ties between them and that's where they go with the half true because they say we found no evidence to support the idea that joe biden advocated with his son's interest in mind it's not even clear the company was oh my at- gosh yeah they so s- did he have to physically say if you continue to investigate my son right. i will withhold the money <laughs> we ha- he had to actually speak the i guess words. he did imagine that come on now. and listen to come the questions on. so they go under through what biden's role was which they've already said it was exactly what we said but then uh, did Joe Biden know about his son's Ukrainian ties? The accusation He flew is- on Air Force <laughs> Two with daddy the whole time. I know he did to China. Did he also to Ukraine? Yes, okay, to okay. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's hard. Wow. Isn't it a little hard wow. to believe? Maybe he just wanted to visit the Chernobyl site. I don't know why he was flying on the plane with you if he had no ties to Ukraine. But I mean, overall, it's hard to imagine right that these things this guy could be doing billions of dollars worth of deals his dad is in the middle of dealing with their government they're in the country at the same time joe i mean uh, john carries conflict of interest john carries son the state of the son of the state department is also in on these business deals and the two dads don't know that their sons are doing (laughs) deals in the same country at the same time preposterous that would be i would i would disown my son if that happened to me and he was doing deals at the same time with the same people I'm meeting with and I had no idea I would expose my son. Because you know what? It would screw you. It would. Right? It would make mm-hmm. people think exactly what we think, which is there was an absolute tie between trying to enrich his family and what he was doing in Ukraine. Of course we would think Can that you because, you know, it looks like it's definitely true. Think of this. Think of this. Your son is on the plane with you coming back from China where daddy just did a deal and so did son. Now, you're on a plane for 18 or 20 hours coming home. Not once does son say to daddy, dad, this was an incredible trip. I just signed a one point five 
billion dollar deal in my company that just started a year ago. <laughs> you know, us, we, you, you, you said yeah. we're all clowns for doing this. Uh, Does that make I the- just signed a one point five billion dollar deal. He doesn't say that to dad. There's no champagne uh, right. uncorked. It's nothing. part of the holiday update, I would think. Right. Like yes. you get the little new- newsletter from your family members that says what they've been up to for the last year. You probably throw the billion dollars in. I feel like yeah. that's part of it. It might be might be part mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, we that just update. dad, we just I just I just want you to know you should be proud of your son. I just brokered a deal that Goldman Sachs doesn't even have. <laughs> wow, that's I, something you tell your dad, isn't it? I mean, unless you hate your dad, which he doesn't. And the the main defense here seems to be that the rest of the government was okay with him f- making sure that the Ukrainian uh prosecutor general was fired. Right, that's the main but defense. They don't have to be but mutually. That, that, yeah, that's not mutually, mutually exclusive of something wrong going right, on there. Right, and we know the pressure to Ukraine was real. The other thing, the only <laughs> other thing they're putting in here is they're saying that the investigation into Burisma, uh, some classified as dormant at the time. So, but obviously, no, not, not the new prosecutor. It, and of course, they could reopen it at any time. Yeah, if the there's new an prosecutor issue. found out right. that it mm-hmm. wasn't. He, he thought it was done. Mm-hmm. He thought it was mm-hmm. done, and he was like, "Wait a minute, we didn't clear that mess up." And and this is Amazing. the Ukraine is the small one. The big one is China. China. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't mm-hmm. think that. Did they even address the China uh, yeah, this situation? Was, this this fact is only Ukraine. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. When, when China is the biggest enemy of all mankind, not to America. I believe the biggest enemy of all mankind. They are destroying people right now just Mm. destroying them their vision of the future is 1984 we cannot afford a president that is doing business with them we shouldn't be doing business with facebook or google ourselves as individuals until they divorce themselves from the machine that china is building but we won't do it do we stand for anything anymore? Because they are selling this all across the world. And any politician that says, you know what, what they're doing is for their own business. And, you know, it's got some good things to it. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It is, it is Hitler's dream. And we should be a, a long way away from it. Our sons should not be doing business with the leadership of communist China. Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, want to tell you about Chamonix. Get mine at a hardware store. It's mother... You do you get them at a hardware store? Yeah, I do. Okay. That's an interesting place Thanks. to get uh, podcasts. You yeah. should try that. Uh, Mother's Day is right around the corner, as you know. In fact, I can tell you all about the Chamonix stuff, but I can also instead just go to my text messages and read this from my mom. She says, because uh, I sent her Chamonix. Uh, she says, prior to uh, getting uh, the, uh, the products you sent me, I was thinking about seeing a dermatologist. My skin was so dry and irritated, it was actually uncomfortable. About a month ago, the, the GenuCell Skin Care Program arrived. The product has two thumbs up from me. After the first application, there was a positive discernible change. My skin drank the, in the GenuCell and it felt nourishing. There was no greasy residue. Three days later, my skin started looking okay. and feeling better. Three weeks later, my skin has more elasticity and feels more firm, a more youthful look in general. At this point, I can't be without GenuCell. I'm loving the simple skin care program and it is truly effective. Love, mom. Got that? Mother's Day's right around the corner. Love, mom. That's how it ends. 
That I could tell always, you all about their products. I could do that. That is how it always ends. They say right before death, people always are screaming, I love you, mom. I love you. That's what they say. <laughs> You're derailing that a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> you can just try to help. You can make your mom happy too. And if you're a mom, make yourself happy with GenuCell. You get the GenuCell jawline treatment along with the uh, classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness and instant effects, which you see results within the first 12 hours, guaranteed or your money back. Get all of it in this great package. Go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Be like my mom. 800-577-8709. You're going to get a surprise Mother's Day premium gift with all orders. 800-577-8709 or visit GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Hey, you remember when everybody said we were fear mongers? I do remember that. Yeah. It was constant yeah. for multiple uh, yeah, fear presidential you're terms. Tr- you're trying to tell people they won't be able to keep their doctor. Yep, uh, that was me. Remember when we were saying we didn't think they would get their $2,500 in yeah, savings? Just, we were just trying to con- instill fear. We were racist trying to instill fear. Uh, we didn't think that the Obamacare system would work at all. And it's like, I don't have any evidence that it's not working other than the fact that every presidential candidate in the Democratic side is running to replace it with something. Yeah. So it's not working. But now here's NPR. Listen to this NPR host talking about climate change. All right. With regards to the million species that are on this list from the report, humans are not on that list of the million, right? It's, it's a million species other than human beings, right? That's right. Is that kind of part of the key? I, Susan, I wonder if, if that's what it takes to make change. I don't recall at least hearing a report, at least in recent years, saying we must do something about climate change or we will die. I hear the seas will rise. I hear we'll lose species. I hear there'll be more storms. You know, there will be parts of the land that will no longer be arable. I have yet to hear one international report, maybe you have, I have not, that says if we don't do something about this, you and your children and your neighbors and your country and everyone you love will die. (laughs) Is that what it takes? Is that what it takes? Unbelievable. Is that what it takes? Unbelievable. First of all, they're saying that crap all the time. I mean, it's all just implied, right? They just... I mean, that, that the is The seas will rise. Right. What are we, Aquaman? What, what is a storm going to do to you? You think you're worried about a Sunday afternoon picnic? They're saying it's going to kill you. That's what they're saying. It's unbelievable. But do we need to come out and just say, everyone you know will die? <laughs> is that what it's going to take? Amazing. Uh, no, I think you lose credibility. Yeah. I think you what lose credibility. Done. You're yeah. down that There's road already. No credibility left. Really, Factor? Let's talk about it. All right. Uh, if you know if you're you in don't pain, want to talk about the. If you're in pain, maybe you put your arm in a garbage disposal because you didn't know what it was. I'm not in any pain anymore. I got I j- Doctor Jack Daniels has <laughs> helped me a great deal. Yeah, this is not uh, that one. It's not made by doctors, unfortunately. Really? Jack Daniels not a doctor, but doctors actually did create Relief Factor to get rid of infl- inflammation. It's mm. helped you immensely. Yeah, it has. Uh, and if you want to get rid of pain, this is the way I have done it. Please, at least give it a try for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you're out 20 bucks. If it does work, you you get your life back. Call them now. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Mm. The fusion of entertainment oh, and enlightenment. My God, this, this is, is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a broadcast. Today is the day that we get to tell you all about the magical Cory Booker. You're going to learn great things about Spartacus and about this real-life superhero, as Ellen DeGeneres calls him, because he is magical. I think he can fly. 
we'll we'll go into that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, if you love guns, the next 60 seconds is for you. Would you like 10 free chances to win a new AR-15? Yes, please. I'm a proud supporter of the United States Concealed Carry Association, the company that provides education, training, and legal protection for responsibly armed Americans like you and me. This week, they'd like to give you $1,000 to buy the AR of your dreams. But if you uh, want to enter, you have to hurry. This offer ends May 8th. When is that? What's the date today? Uh, May 8th. May, today is May, May 8th? 8th, Glenn. Today is? Oh, wow. It ends today. It means you only have uh, hours to register to win. Text the word BECK to the number 87222 to lock in your entries right now. Your information is always kept safe and respected. Remember, that's not one, but 10 chances to win a free AR. And as an extra bonus, the USCCA is also going to send you a concealed carry guide just for entering. But you're running out of time, have to do it today. Text the word BECK to the number 87222. You could be a winner. Man, I'm so excited. I said, can you feel the anticipation? It's beginning. I'm feeling it. I am Spartacus. When he said that, it was magical. I am Spartacus. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you are. I mean, not in any way, shape, or form. But yes, I see you saying that you're Spartacus. The magic of Cory Brook Booker really just kind of comes from him looking for the moment where he can look into the camera and say, I'm some sort of superhero. John Stewart, Stewart uh, actually introduced Booker once as the superhero mayor of Newark. I will tell you that I am trying to buy Cory Booker's cape right now because I think it needs a special place in our Museum of American History because superhero is really what he is. And if he was a superhero, his name would be Stuntman. Earlier this year, the Washington Post called Booker perhaps the true first social media influencer in politics. Wow. Now, he's the Don King of self-promotion. He has done all kinds of stuff. First, the first thing he did when he was elected to his first position in Newark City for Newark City Council, he he was 29 years old and he went on a 10-day hunger strike. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He's that. He's that magical. Yes. He slept outdoors in a tent to draw attention to Corey uh, drug dealing. That's what he was trying to do. Four million Twitter followers later, Stuntman has stayed busy. Now, he, is, he was the mayor of Newark, and when he was the mayor of Newark, he lived on food stamps for a week. He helped shovel an elderly man's driveway, and he rescued a freezing dog. In one of his most viral stunts, he responded to a Newark mother who said on Twitter that she was snowed in and running out of diapers. Now, this is a very touching story. Okay, here's this mom. She's run out of diapers. She snowed in. The mayor comes to deliver pampers? Oh, my gosh. This guy is such a superhero. It's Stuntman to the rescue. He went to her house, appeared on her doorstep with arms full of pampers. And since that moment, 
a star was born. He first ran for mayor of Newark in 2002, but he lost to a guy who's been around for a long time. And uh, the the campaign, of course, was captured in an Oscar nominated documentary titled Street Fight. Four years later, he ran for mayor and again won. Now, I know everybody was thinking, well, that means Newark, Newark, New Jersey was rescued by stuntman. (laughs) Well, no. In 2014, after he became a U.S. senator, Booker told The Atlantic, I want to deal with facts. In God we trust, but I'm a man, and I'm a man of faith, but everybody else has to bring me data. So let's bring Stuntman his data uh, and report on his time as mayor of Newark. One of his first acts as mayor was to pass an 8.3 tax increase. Yes, 8.3% income tax on property taxes and a new tax on rental cars. And I got to tell (laughs) you, if I had property in Newark, New Jersey, I would be thinking, now my city's fixed. He's just raised my taxes. Thank you, superhero stuntman. During his last three years of mayor, taxes rose 20% on residents. Yeah, he wants to be your president. That could happen to you. The good thing is, though, people in Newark are just so flush with money. Oh, they, they don't, don't care about they the tax notice. increases. They, they don't even, even notice it. it. They're just it's, yeah. it's basically like you're in Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah. Now, there was a 20 percent uh, increase for taxes during his last three years as uh, mayor, but they also had some shortfalls. Uh, so he even with all that new money rolling in, he had to cut eleven hundred workers from the city payroll, including one hundred and sixty policemen. That's 15 percent of the Newark police force. But don't worry about that. I mean, there's no crime in Newark, is there? No, yeah. not at all. People are so wealthy. Why would they commit crimes? School remained under state control. The city's finances were such a mess that it couldn't even borrow money to fix the water system. Oh, man, please vote Cory Booker. New businesses came to town because of the superhero on Twitter saying all kinds of things. But during his last full year as mayor, the outer wards of the city had a curfew because of shootings and drug dealing. So I don't know about you, but I want to go do my shopping right there in the inner city where the minute it gets dark, you better be inside. I love that. The share of New York, uh, Newark citizens living below the poverty line rose while he was mayor, maxing out at 36%. Currently, the poverty rate in Newark still hovers around 30, but that's double double the national poverty rate. When Booker left near the end of his second term uh, to become a U.S. senator and Spartacus, he left behind a $93 million deficit. <laughs> they should have just raised taxes some more. Here's what the New York Times says about Booker. His constituents do not need to be reminded that six years after the mayor came into office vowing to make Newark a model of urban transformation, their city remains an emblem of poverty. But don't look there. There's nothing there. I mean, he's a superhero. Remember? The same year as that New York Times uh, quote, Ellen gave Stuntman the superhero. She gave him a superhero costume after he was in the right place and time to help evacuate a woman from a burning apartment building. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, what Ellen didn't point out is that uh, Newark had to eliminate uh, three firefighting companies because Cory Booker uh, didn't know how to work on a budget. 
And so they were way over budget. And so they had to cut all these firemen. And so Cory Booker, the right place, right time, maybe. But it's his fault that there weren't any firemen there to help people. By the middle of Booker's second term as mayor, even fellow Democrats started to complain that he was out of town too much. Eh, you know, in an 18 month period, he was only he was only uh, out of town 25 percent of the time. But I mean, he had fixed everything, right? Now, to be fair, superheroes do give an awful lot of speeches. I know because I watch all the Marvel movies. Stu doesn't know this. He didn't see the Marvel movies, mm. but they're always constantly giving a speech. Blah, 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 blah. Between 2008 and getting elected to the Senate, Booker gave 96 page speeches across the country, earning one point seven million dollars. Now, he didn't use that to pay down the ninety three million dollar deficit. He did give some of it to charity. He gave it. uh, He gave six hundred and twenty thousand dollars to churches and nonprofits in Newark. So it's kind of superhero ish, kind of or what most of us would say what you're supposed to do. Heck of a lot more than Beto, though. I mean, that's at least... Well, no, but Beto's giving all of his time. Well, 0.3% of his money, but... but, All of his time. All of his time. All of his time. Uh, Now, the the New York Times uh, said, a growing number of Newarkers complained that he has proved to be a better marketer than Mayer, who shines in the spotlight but shows little interest in the less glamorous work of getting, uh, getting to do what it takes to run a city. Business leaders say he dazzles at news conferences, but he flags on follow through. And just one more thing here um, before we change subjects. Uh, remember the Newark mother, the one who's like, oh, I don't have any pampers. Old mother Hubbard, I'm checking my cupboard and there are no pampers to be found. Well, uh, yeah, she was. It's true. She didn't have any pampers. And it's true that Cory Booker showed up to deliver diapers because she was snowed in. Um, But here's the real story of it. It's really the story is not about Booker being a a hero at all. In fact, she was snowed in because while he was mayor, the city didn't have a contract for snow plowing the streets. So no one could move quote the only reason he brought me pampers was that it had been three days and our street hadn't been plowed i have five kids trust me i don't just run out of pampers all we wanted for him to do was to plow our streets it's all about knowing how to manage a city that is stuntman that is spartacus how do you not vote for a guy like that? Well, it's an impressive record. Well, uh, there's a couple of other things that kind of came up that we we talked about last night on the TV show uh, at five o'clock last night. You can find it in blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Sign up. You'll save 10 percent now to save 10 bucks for your yearly subscription. If you use the promo code Glenn last night's episode, we did another socialist spotlight and uh, Cory Booker was the guy. And what's weird is he's really, really socialist right now. He's like, I'm for free everything. Except there's a couple of kind of capitalist things that he's done. Some might even say crony capitalist. Kind of the thing that everybody on all sides of the aisle hate. That nobody's really picking up on that maybe you should hear. 
I will say one of my favorite parts is like, let's say I had to get my, I wanted to get someone to mow my lawn every week. Mm-hmm. I would be hesitant to hire a 15 year old to do that job. Mm-hmm. That's what I would be as a, just a homeowner. I would just be like, I don't know. Well, I mean, let me tell you there. Let me tell you, he doesn't have any problem with the Utes. <laughs> okay. No, the Utes are fine with him. We've got a story for you next about how much he appreciates the Utes. And what kind of jobs he'll give to 15-year-olds. We have that next. First, our sponsor this half hour, it is uh, Norton Security. You wouldn't send, you know, your taxes on the back of a postcard to the IRS. And you wouldn't do it because, well, the New York Times would probably run it on the front page if you were Donald Trump. You wouldn't do it because people, you know, get all this kind of information. That's personal information. So when you're using a public Wi-Fi, that's exactly what you're doing. That is like a postcard. No, no, no. It's password protected. No, no, no. All of your information, everything that you do, if you check your bank, if you put a passcode in for your mail, anything. I just got an email. I didn't actually. My accounting department just got an email that said, um, uh, please Complete this wire transfer of $286,000 by the end of the day. It's for this and this and this. It had my signature line on it. It had everything. It had the people and the right people in the company saying, yes, this has to be done. Went to accounting. Thank God accounting said, what is this? It was somebody hacking into our email and getting all of our information. Really? And it looked absolutely real absolutely real so did you sign it because i've been waiting for the transfer (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh you you have to have a secure vpn norton secure vpn a virtual private network that encrypts all of your connections even on public wi-fi norton secure vpn get it asap enjoy the convenience of the connected world without the worries about online privacy and security head to norton.com slash vpn protection starts at 333 a month with annual subscriptions three bucks well worth it it's norton.com slash vpn 10 seconds station id All right. Now, some people think that Cory Booker was getting too cozy with Silicon Valley. And maybe, maybe they had a point. Uh, In 2009, um, Cory Booker was, was mayor for two years, and he had an epic meeting at the headquarters of LinkedIn gathered there were the top executives from Google, Facebook, and Twitter. So you have LinkedIn, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. That's amazing. So what were they all doing? Well, they were meeting with a real life superhero. You don't think Spider-Man can call that meeting? Of course he can. Cory Booker can too. They liked, they liked Cory Booker because he was a big Twitter guy. And they felt that he really got the digital revolution. And so you fast forward two years and and several more meetings uh, and paid speeches at at Google events. And Booker 
gets the biggest names in Silicon Valley to become fast friends and pals. They like him so much that they made him part of an inner circle by giving him an Internet startup business of his own. Now, he didn't have any real tech or business background to head up a venture like this, but he had an idea. Yes, full-time job as mayor of Newark, but that's a tiny detail. He had an idea for a new company he liked to call Waywire. And so he convinced his really smart friends, the executive chairman of Google, Eric Schmidt, LinkedIn co-founder, Reid Hoffman, and CEO Jeff Weiner, uh, and John Hamm of Ustream, oh, and Oprah Winfrey. They all invested in something called Waywire. Now, nobody disclosed how much. And, and Booker said it wasn't, it wasn't hard to raise the $1.75 million in seed capital because of the power of this idea. Now, what was this powerful idea? Well, Waywire, Cory Booker set these guys down. Now, again, this is 2010. Set them down and said, hey, guys, I've got an idea to collect, curate, and share videos online. Now, I don't know why somebody didn't say, you mean like YouTube? But they said, wow, that is great. And yeah, and so because I think people will do that and it'll be great for political causes. And the Waywire investors, they loved it, including Google's Eric Schmidt. He could see the visionary idea of being second in the boat. Well, not second. Well, a third, fourth, tenth. But I mean, what an innovative. But this idea. is an innovative idea. <laughs> yeah. The way he was going to do it. Right. Okay. Um, now, now Eric Schmidt from Google. He was also a, a Booker campaign uh, donor for re-election as, as mayor, and then later for U.S. Senate. Um, and and two of the other founders who partnered with him, you know, on the idea, uh, they were also donors to his Senate campaign. But. Booker got a larger ownership percentage than the other two because all the other investors, all they had to give was money. Okay, they gave money. But what Cory Booker gave was the idea and his name recognition. I mean, when you think Cory Booker, you immediately think curated videos online. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. So uh, now apparently New Jersey allows an elected official to be involved in a scheme uh, in an, a business like this. And so they can do that. You know, it's the home of Sopranos. I, I mean, the, you know, opera singers, not. Oh, my gosh. Did you think I was saying that Newark would be? Oh, my. Well, anyway, uh, Booker said his stake in the company was worth anywhere between one and five million dollars, which is not vague at all. The New York Times, I'm sure, is looking for his tax returns even as we speak. Um, but Waywire, remember, he he had an idea and he's like, I'm going to be able to really do because I'm going to surround myself with the greatest minds. And so uh, he gave jobs to the son of a top campaign supporter and social media consultant on the Booker Senate campaign. And then he said, you know, we need we need a 15 year old boy. <laughs> and everybody said, uh, Corey, uh, we should probably not say that phrase again out loud. And he said, no, no, no. I mean, for the board of directors. Uh, because we need a 15-year-old boy as on an advisory board. And so they found this 15-year-old boy. Apparently, he must have been some sort of an expert. Gave him stock options. 
Now, where do you find a 15-year-old boy like this that, that is prepared to go on a, a board to be able to help design this new company? You have to be careful because grown men going on searches for 15-year-old boys doesn't always come out uh, with a positive view from the public. Well, you're right. But this one, they, he nailed it this time. He found Andrew, the son of uh, CNN president Jeff Zucker. Uh, oh, wow. What yeah. A, what a wonderful coincidence. Yeah. Because that would actually, I mean, you could argue that maybe the president of CNN employing his son who's 15 years old and giving him stock options might do something else for you as well. Maybe that would help like, you in another what? arena of some like, sort. No, he's just talking about starting his Waywire. Waywire? Yeah. I'm going to Waywire right now. Let's see if it's up. Waywire. No, it kind of went out of business. Hmm. But this site can't be sure reached. Hmm. Yeah. But they need another 15-year-old, I guess. Should have got the MSNBC's president's uh, son or something. You're listening to Glenn Beck. By the way, there's much more, uh, and you need to see the episode, last night's television episode, available in the Blaze TV. Synthetic identity theft occurs when criminals create an identity instead of just stealing an, an existing one. So they take pieces of, of your record, and they piece them together, and then they create a new identity. These, there's so many ways that cyber criminals can take what is yours, and when your personal information is exposed, someone can get it and use it to commit identity theft. That's why there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts, like your social security number on sale for the dark web. And if there is a problem, this is the best part, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock uncovers the threats that you're going to miss on your own. So if you join now, you're going to save 10% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. Get 10% off now. Lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Okay, I just, I, I just, just, let's just have a little fun for a second and just honestly ask ourselves this one question. How does AOC not know what a garbage disposal is? Here is a here here is a an, an Instagram video that she just posted. Um, listen. Okay, everyone, I need your help because I just moved into this apartment a few months ago, and I flipped this switch, and it made that noise, and it scared the daylights out of me. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> what? I've never seen a garbage disposal. I never had one in any place I've ever lived. It is terrifying. I don't know what to use it for or what its purpose is. Oh. Like oh. food scraps? Like is this environmentally sound? Oh I don't know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She that's her question. Is this environmentally sound? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a monster living in my sink. Oh, is it environmentally sound? <laughs> I, I, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's just the, first of all, who doesn't know what a garbage disposal I, is? The only thing I can think of is, you know, maybe she's lived her entire life as a moron. And morons <laughs> might not be aware what a garbage disposal is. 
It's a, I'm just throwing that one out there because I can't think of any I mean, other it's not explanation. Like she's 12. Right. I mean, how do you live, what is she, almost 30 years of your life and not recognize what a garbage disposal is or not even know? I mean, I've never had could, a private plane before in my entire life, <laughs> right. but I know what it is. <laughs> Like, I have somehow There's come up with the knowledge. There's a little plane that just landed. I don't even know what it is. Is it environmentally safe? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And perhaps part of the issue here is, and you noted this, and I think you're noting it here with, with your impression of AOC, yes. which is shockingly accurate. It does seem like every time she's in their, her kitchen, she's surrounded by empty wine glasses. Okay, look into the sink. Can you just play, <laughs> just play this again? Look at the sink. I don't need the audio. Just play the video. Look at the sink. Hmm. It The only thing in it is wine glasses. There does seem to be a lot of wine glasses. I mean, it's just like... I've been home for a little while. And just having some glasses of wine. <laughs> and I have, I flip a switch, and all of a sudden, it's this monster in the sink. I mean, she's, uh, I would say, trim in appearance, and perhaps a wine-only diet will do that <laughs> yeah, for you. I think so, and you don't have to ever have a garbage disposal. Is this, I, well, there's no grapes or anything. It's already sit on from on your feet. It's a good idea, though. Maybe you put the grapes directly into the garbage disposal, and then you can put your cup underneath and you'll get the wine right out of the right Let's out of the bottle. Let's tell her it's a winemaker. <laughs> it's, it's a winemaker. It's a juicer. There's a level of of just impossibility. I mean, she worked at a restaurant, right? She. I, 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 I was. I, I, I was. I was there okay. all the time. Yes. Okay, and I I've seen things before. They spooky things inside of them. <laughs> oh, one of them. I mean, the only reason why you don't have a garbage disposal is you can't afford one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which she could claim, like, potentially. She's, she's claimed poverty many, many yeah, times. Or you live on a septic system. If you have a septic system, you can't use a garbage disposal. But you don't have... 50% of all homes have garbage disposals. It's not that she's never had one. It's that she's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, exactly. This is a foreign thing. I don't know. Is this is is this creating CO2? Like this is a woman who's supposedly leading a multi-trillion dollar policy proposal. Uh, I, like the, and we're supposed to take her seriously. She's like never heard of a garbage disposal. It makes me think when she says, is this environmentally sound? Is she going to put like a milk carton in it? It's a garbage disposal. I was just, I finished my milk carton and I, well, I keep wine in my milk carton and uh, <laughs> finish it and I put it into the sink and it's just, it, it, now my sink is all clogged. I thought this was supposed to get rid of garbage. Because it could be that, I mean, you're making, you could make the argument that you have to be a moron to get through 30 years without understanding what a garbage disposal is. But if you are constantly buzzed, Maybe like these facts just drift I, in and out I, of your mind. I went, I, I, I went into my hallway, uh, my apartment, and they have the greatest environmentally friendly system ever. Mm-hmm. I go in, I take uh, my uh, 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 garbage, and I, <laughs> I go out in the hallway, and there's this magic door in the wall, and I just <laughs> open it up. And the garbage goes down 
I think the center of the earth was really hot or something. I don't know. But it's gone. We don't have to think about a landfill or anything. It's a, it's a great example, though. Yes. Right? Like, I grew up in the suburbs of Connecticut. I, I think I had a trash chute in one apartment, one of my apartments yes. at some point. But you never but once I never was like, oh, my God, look at it. It's a hole in the wall that's eating my garbage. It was never <laughs> yeah, that moment. Like, is there, is there, is, uh, how, do the police know about this? <laughs> are bodies down there? Are, is, are people eating the garbage? Where does the garbage go? Nobody no. has that thought. I, I, this is a, a they call it a laundry chute. But I put my laundry down that chute, and then the next thing I know, it's in my closet again. <laughs> Guys, I moved into a new apartment, and I looked at the ceiling, and there's a propeller on the ceiling. Is there a plane flying at me? It's blowing wind. What's going on? <laughs> I'm telling you, this plane crashed into my roof of my apartment, which is weird because I live in the middle of the building. So it was a big plane, and only the propeller is hanging out over my couch. It doesn't seem safe. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know. I parted this apartment. Okay. I rented this apartment and I'm like, I don't think I should have this apartment because he just has holes in the walls at the outside. <laughs> and so I'm walking out because it had a nice little patio there, a little gate and stuff. So I know I'm not going to fall over the edge. And I walk into this invisible shield. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They tell me it's a window. And I'm like, it's a what? It's a window? Ooh, how do the birds get around the windows? What if they wanted to make a nest in here in my living room where they'd have have every right as a cute little birdie to go and make a nest right there on top of the airplane propeller, which is still freaking me out. <laughs> Again, we're going to hurt to rebuild our economy into a new no, model. Listen, listen, we're going to have, we're going to rebuild all the homes in America, and we're going to put, some, we're going to put something inside uh, that is cutting edge. It's called, they tell me, shag carpet. <laughs> I thought it was grass. It looks just like grass, but it's not grass. So you Is it environmentally friendly? We don't know. We, we don't know. You don't have to run a lawnmower over it. It's fantastic. It's green shag carpeting. I'm the person to design all of the new houses in America because... I've never seen a garbage disposal. That's a great point. Part of her proposal, this is a woman who's saying we need to retrofit every building in America to her specifications to save the world. And, and she doesn't know what a garbage disposal is. And she's is. asking if it's environmentally friendly. Right. No clue. Has obviously never even considered whether this process is environmentally friendly. And it's in half of all homes in America. May I say, this goes right up with, what's his name? Hank Johnson that said, oh, yeah. we can't have any more, any more Marines on, on the Guam, on Guam mm -hmm. because you put too many on them, they might flip the island. Like capsize. Like capsize. Capsize the island. The island. I mean, that uh, is We that don't anticipate dumb. that. <laughs> I love the general. He's like, oh, uh, we don't anticipate that. That was his answer. <laughs> You guys because talking about flipping thing. over an island. Can you imagine being that general and sitting there? And do we have that audio? 
Well, you imagine being a senator, I mean, a, a, a general sitting there, you're being questioned about real stuff. I mean, life and death stuff. And one of your bosses that you have to answer to says, I don't think we should send any more troops to Guam. Well, why is that, Congressman? Well, you put too many troops on one side and the island might capsize. And you're around it so much because that's the only reason. That's the only reason you're around it so much. Your response isn't. What? (laughs) Okay. You, you just go with it because you've seen this kind of idiocy over and over again. You're like, well, sir, uh, Congressman, we haven't, uh, we haven't anticipated that. It's not something that I think we're really concerned about. And you answer it like that. Because it's probably the smartest question you've had all day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't you in your head just think, you know, I have access to weapons that would vaporize everyone in this room. (laughs) You just have to be so (laughs) done with it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And this is this is I just can't get over the fact. I don't understand what the what confluence of of events in your life could get you to this point to that you're in the U.S. Congress and have never heard of a garbage disposal. I, that, that's just they not, made fun of they made fun of George Bush. Yeah, remember uh, that, which wasn't true. Wasn't true. Was not true. Wasn't he, true. And that was going back to a, a false report about how George H. Uh, w. Bush didn't know what a, a a grocery scanner was at a grocery store, and that was not true. Not true. It was shown, and you know, it's not just conservatives saying that. Everyone mm. now knows that it's not true. But it was a big issue in the campaign, basically saying he was unrelatable. He was, could not relate to the public. And here's a guy who is in the CIA doing stuff for our government, national security. Had advisors. Had yeah. He was not hanging out at grocery stores. No, and you it know would what be, I mean. It would be almost understandable if the story were true. The guy yeah. was, you know, running for president of the United States. He had been vice president. He had been in the government his whole life. He wasn't dealing with normal person stuff and never claimed to be a normal person he was at the cia plus level yes his whole life Mm -hmm. for him not to be hanging out at a grocery store would kind of be you know it's it's like okay you are a little out of touch dude but you know you'd at least understand it this is a woman who came from the streets the whole her whole point is that she's relatable in one of the people garbage disposal and it seems like to me there's also a box in here that gets really hot. I don't know what happened, but it gets way too hot. <laughs> I put my cat in it just last night. It was a little bit warm at first, and before you know it, the cat's on fire and drunk guys crying. Get out of me out of the cat box! I don't know where it is. I thought it was a kitty litter box. I didn't know. They tell me it's something called an <laughs> oven. I've been. I've been warming my food on a campfire the whole time. Is this even environmentally sound? Seriously, I want you to think about that. Because we're all going to be dead in like 10 minutes or 10, 10 years. Ten, soon, we're all going to be dead. Oh, we do? Oh, All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, I know the source of your pain. Here it is. Play it, Sarah. My my fear is that uh, (laughs) the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and and capsize. Uh, 
we don't anticipate that. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> All right. One thing that uh, Relief Factor cannot do is uh, make the dopes we're surrounded by just disappear. But it can reduce your pain by reducing inflammation in your body. And that's the main source of our pain. Uh, Relief Factor, it works for me. I've been taking it for about 15 months now. I take it three times a day faithfully three times a day because it works relieffactor.com call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 or relieffactor.com get out of pain and get your life back relieffactor.com a school district in seattle has sent out a letter asking teachers to bless its muslim students in arabic during the month of ramadan Let me say that again. A school district in Seattle has sent out a letter asking teachers to bless its Muslim students in Arabic during the month of Ramadan. The Council of American Foreign Relations or American Islamic Relations advises schools to accommodate Muslim students by wishing them Ramadan Mubarak, which means happy Ramadan or Ramadan Kareem. Have a generous Ramadan. The edicts also instruct teachers to respect the Ramadan fast by not scheduling any tests during the holidays. Uh, May I just uh, throw out here, we're not allowed to say Santa. Santa. We can't have a tree. We can't have a stocking. None of those things have anything to do with our religion. Can you imagine the city of Seattle, what they would say if... If somebody came along and said, you need to wish people a happy and holy Christmas, they would freak out. Yeah, that that would not work out well. And see, this is the problem. I don't mind wishing happy Ramadan to a Muslim. If you're a Muslim kid, happy Ramadan. There's nothing wrong with that. It is it is animal farm. It's just everybody's equal. Just some are more equal than others. You cannot say Christ Christmas. Santa, really, Santa, you can't say any of that because it makes people feel very uncomfortable. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can say it and we do say it, but we are told no, schools are people, not. Yes, yeah, schools, schools are not supposed to edit all that stuff out. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hey, by the way, no testing during the holidays. What? No testing during the holidays. Get over it. Yeah, all right. You're going to have to work throughout the holidays, except for your couple of days off you probably have. That's uh, the holidays. You don't get off from mid-November to mid, you know, early January. You got to still, you know, suck it up and do some work. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, but the other thing about it is, it's not unbelievable at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the unbelievable part. Yeah. Is all of this is totally believable. Completely. I believe it. You're not going to believe this. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Our sponsor this half hour is Home Title Lock. Imagine being evicted from your your own home for not paying a home equity loan that you never took out. That's what happens. It happened to a Portland couple. couple, You could be the next victim. The, The crime is called home title fraud. Home title fraud is something that I didn't even know existed we keep home titles and mortgages online now, and that's where criminals hunt them. They forge your name. They take you off your home's title. They borrow money using your home as collateral. You don't even know it until you, you get usually an eviction notice because you haven't made the, the, the payments. You're like, I didn't even take anything out. 
Identity theft programs, banks, insurance, they do not protect you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Home Title Lock. Get a free title scan and a report. It's a $100 value. With fr- it's free with sign-up. And just to make sure that this hasn't happened to you. This is something that you need. This is something that your parents need. Get Home Title Lock before it's too late. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. All right. I have said in the past, anybody who tells you the jobs are coming back, manufacturing jobs are coming back, they're a liar. Well, the guy we have on, I don't think is a liar. Uh, And he says manufacturing jobs can come back to America. Let's talk to him and hear that case. Do that coming up in, uh, in just a second. Stand by. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a great podcast called Red Pilled America. Do illegal immigrants really do the jobs Americans won't do? What's causing the homeless crisis in Los Angeles? Is fake news really something new? The podcast is called Red Pilled America, and it delves into those questions. This time, it's a three-part series on... Can jobs come back to America? Can manufacturing jobs come back to America? We have that answer in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that I started about five years ago because Tanya and I were so frustrated. Every time we needed to buy or sell a home, we didn't know who to get and how to hire an agent, what even the questions were that we should ask. Um, and every time we had an agent, it was no urgency, no return phone calls, no real marketing. The answer was, let's have another open house. Let's just keep it on the market for a little longer. We're really close. Oh, please. So I knew there had to be a better way. And I went and I started talking to the experts and I started doing business with people who are the, you know, on the top 500 real estate agents of the country list. Wall Street Journal puts that out every year. I started talking to these guys and learned what the secrets are to sell a house. And good real estate agents know what they are. They're really easy. You have to have somebody with a long track record of performance. They have to know the neighborhood and they have to do business like you do. They know how to negotiate. They know how to get it done. They have real credibility when they speak and they know all the ins and outs and the tricks of the trade uh, that, that are pitfalls for, you know, rookies or people who just don't know what they're doing. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is, this is a group of people that are in your area. We have, what, I, I think over 1,000 agents. I, I think we're closer to 2,000 agents now all across the country. We will find the one who is an expert in your area that will help you find your new house or help you sell your home fast and for the most amount of money. They're just like you. They listen to the show. They have the same values. You're going to like this real estate agent that we we find for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Before you sign with anybody else, at least do your homework. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Patrick Karelchi is a uh, is the host of Red Pilled America, and Patrick, I, I I am on record saying anybody who tells you that manufacturing jobs, I'm going to bring all those jobs back to America, either an idiot or a liar. 
um, <laughs> because of technological changes that are on the horizon. You you did a three part series uh, for Red Pilled America called American Icon, and it started exactly the same place I started years ago with just trying to find a baseball hat made in America. Yeah, yeah, it did. Thanks for having me, guys. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, we're, we're like everybody. We're trying to make a, some merch for our listeners, and we got a sample. And we got the sample back, and, and it was like, man, this is pretty cheap. Why is it so cheap? And we looked at the tag, and it said, uh, made in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, uh, well, uh, we, can't, we can't do this. This is red-pilled America. So we decided, let's, let's make a, a made-in-America baseball cap, and let's kind of find, look at the story of American manufacturing through the, the creation of this baseball cap and see what it tells us. So we kind of went back to the beginning of, of baseball. I mean, the, the thing about a baseball cap, it is an American icon. I mean, it is an American creation that was made almost predominantly here in the United States for, you know, 150 years. And then all I never of thought of that. Now, nobody, nobody, nobody else wears them. I mean, we are, it, it is an American creation, and now it is a foreign product. And so we were kind of like, how did this happen? And so we go back to the creation of baseball, and we follow it all the way up through to today. And it, it was just this fascinating kind of um, look at how manufacturing kind of left the United States and the conditions that were kind of prevalent, that were the conditions that were around at the time to kind of make manufacturing flourish here. And, you know, there is, I have to say, I entered this, Anyone that says that bringing back American manufacturing is going to be an easy thing that could happen easily is not saying telling the truth. It's mm-hmm. very complicated. It's a complicated mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. But that said, I entered this in with a certain thought process, with my own bias and my own ideology, this kind of standard kind of conservative look of the world. And I have to say that it did change. My, it, my mind changed somewhat. And what I learned from the specialists is we have to have a completely different mindset. The only way that we bring back any of these jobs is if we completely change our mindset. I spoke to a manufacturer, a guy that actually has a hat manufacturing uh, company here in the United States. One of the issues that he's running into is, is that People don't even think about going into the manufacturing business. We've lost our, our shop classes mm-hmm. in high school. There's no more shop. I mean, I remember the day when I would go to wood shop and I would, you know, people would go into sewing class. And You know, it's crazy. You know, when- have you ever been to Facebook? Facebook oh. on their campus, they have a giant shop class and it is always packed. It's always packed. Hmm, really? Mm-hmm. People love making things with yeah. their hands. And we what we forget is is but when we when we've lost manufacturing, what you've you've lost more than just the ability to make things. A perfect example. Bangladesh isn't going to start by making the stealth bomber, right? They start by making towels. And then they go on to making t-shirts, and then they go on to making the baseball cap, and then they go on to making the assembling our smartphones, and then they move up from there. When you lose your base of manufacturing, you lose the ability to innovate in the future. Yes. Because people don't know, people don't know how to work in a shop. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it was a, a very interesting, you know, there's a lot of talk of tariffs now, and 
whether they're good and whether they're bad. And I, I feel like what we're using these tariffs for now is more to try to get fair, tra- to actually get free trade, because there are, are these relationships that we have with foreign countries are not uh, reciprocal. They do not, um, they, they manipulate their currencies, they use slave labor in many cases. In Bangladesh, there, 1,100 people died in the collapse of a building because they don't have certain kinds of building regulations there. So we, we, I think at the end of the day, we, you know, and we go through this story, it's a three-part series on Red Pilled America, you could see it on iHeartRadio, we really it, it delve really deep into this entire process and come to the conclusion that we must start changing our mindset on this. We must start valuing the, the ability to make things again, rather than just become a service industry that feels like, okay, China is go- – we lose on our, and the social, on our uh, security. We, we, we lose the ability to be able to purchase products, components for our military because the Chinese – we can't get components without Chinese parts. So there's so many things that we lose by just pushing, pushing everything overseas besides the jobs. I have to tell you, Patrick, I, I, um, uh, my son and I uh, are really into old cars, and, um, <clears throat> and he really wants to rebuild one from ground up. And I'm like, I have no idea how to do that. No idea. Um, but we've been looking into it, and the more we look into old cars from you know the turn of the century up until really uh, after World War II, there were all of these great cars that were made all over America that were just innovative and totally different and and it and people would go into the car company business most of them failed but they failed because the big three would put them out but they would go into build you know they'd only build 30 cars a year or 10 cars you know total but there was this idea that you could do it and now we've lost that it, we we've lost the idea that yeah my friend you know you hear so yeah my friend is building cars you're like what is he nuts yeah. You know, I, I spoke to a guy that's, um, he does a lot of work with the aerospace business and, and military uh, contractors, and they are um, concerned, deeply concerned because we have lost the ability to, to bring people into, the, into their companies to build things and make things because it's just not taught. It, it's, it's almost frowned upon. Parents look at, oh, okay, if you're going to go in that direction, you're a failure. That said, they, people graduate with four-year degrees and whatever degree Indeed. it is, and they can't get a job anywhere Correct. because of you know various you know other forces in play. And, and until we start to really change our mindset and look at it as you know what we need this on our shore. Yes, are we are we going to ever make toilet brushes again? Maybe not. Probably not. But we do, we can if if we start to value made in America more and we start to see the value in it, I think that that starts to open the doors and you start to create a workforce. But it, it, this, we're talking about, you know, a two-decade um, plus. And at the same time, Patrick, you've got technology passing you. I mean, you have technology making most of the manual labor obsolete, uh, even in China. I mean, they're already 
um, going into uh, technology where it's robotics and 3D printing, and you're just not going to need the humans to be able, which I think is even more frightening, uh, because then we lose it entirely. We don't even know how to f- how to fix it. You know, it's like it's it's uh, machine learning. We don't even know how they're learning. And it's just they're teaching themselves to do things and we don't even understand them. That that's a that's a problem. We can't lose our intellectual and physical abilities to be able to step in. Otherwise, the world's going to be just a magic show. You know, it, it, that is probably the one of the scariest things that we've been, uh, you know, looking at this AI and, and, and how technology changes lives and progress and, you know, things that look like progress. What does that do to the human condition? And I, I think that a lot of times, I mean, we're so conditioned to believe that all progress is, is, pos- is a positive thing for, for human culture. Um, I, 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 I think of one story that, that uh, you know, when the explorers first came here to the United States and decided to make contact with the natives, eventually 90% of the people died because of the germs that we brought with us. And I, I often think, would we, knowing that, going back to that time, the progress that we made by making that contact with those natives, if we knew that 90% of them were going to die, would we have made that decision to make the contact or would we have t- taken a step back and thought about how to better serve mankind? And I think when we look at technology, we so often just run straight forward thinking any, any progress is a good thing. But in a lot of cases, there's huge, huge impacts on human life that I think that we need to start thinking about a little bit more. And right. I, it, it's very hard to, to think on those terms when you're talking about, you know, the bottom line. And I have uh, to tell you, Patrick, I would love to, I would love to talk to you about this. I'm, I'm, I'm very much into uh, technology and AI, ASI, AGI. And I'm telling you, nobody is asking that question. Too, too few people are asking the question, yeah, we can do it, but should we? And the entire world, I mean, what's happening in South Korea right now, where they're just running headlong into all kinds of things that y- you, you should stop and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, this changes everything. But all these people want to be first. And we're not asking the big ethical questions of what does this mean? Because we're, we're talking about alien life forms. They're not going to think like us. It's alien life forms. And those alien life forms will not, they will be relentless. They will not deviate from their course. So if we program it to do something, it will do it. Let's say, we, you know, we want, we want new biofuels. Great. If that's what the program says, well, at some point, it may look at humans as a biofuel and break us down. I mean, we, we just have to be methodical and, and slow down. Uh, yeah, and I don't think people realize how quickly when these, how these innovations come along, how quickly 
they come along. I mean, think about the smartphone. How long has it been since the smartphone has been on, in our lives? And I you, still and have the first video of, 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 a, of a waiter that came and served me at my, at my table um, on my phone, on the phone that I'm using right now. It wasn't that long ago that, that smartphones came along, but when these things happen and when these changes happen, they happen they can happen overnight, and we aren't we 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 worry about and we are concerned with bio um, hazards, right? We we know that like uh, there's certain kinds of germs and certain kinds of viruses that we do not want cultivated because they will hurt uh, a, a human culture. We have we have understood that now. We need to start applying that to these AI and these technology type discussions because. They could have similar implications. It might be drawn out over 10 or 20 years. And I have a hard time saying this as somebody that considers themselves right of center, that we need to start, you know, thinking about these things because it goes against my capitalist kind of, you know, base. But that said, there's real consequences here that um, I think that as anybody that comes from a right of center thought process, we really need to start opening up our mind and changing our mind on this and really start thinking about it more. Patrick Corelci, uh, he is the host of Red Pilled America. He's got a three-part series out now. You can find it on iHeartRadio. Uh, this three-part series, American Icon, manufacturing, manufacturing coming back uh, to the United States. Patrick, thank you so much. All right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Stu mm-hmm. tell you about how much he sucked up to his mom <laughs> for Mother's Day. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? On Mother's Day, you're supposed to do yeah, something yeah, nice I for guess, your mom. If that's what you. I mean, that's what I did. I just I, like to tell my mom the truth. I, I and and sometimes you don't tell the mom truth. Like, mom, you've got turkey neck. Well, I don't. I don't think she has turkey neck, but she does like mm-hmm. Chamonix. And oh. if you have turkey neck, if you got double chin, Glenn, uh, you might want to consider. I uh, picking up some Germany. This personal. I was just talking about your mom. <laughs> uh, I did send my mom uh, <laughs> products from Germany and Genucel, and she loves them. She. This is what she wrote to me uh, via text message, SMS, if you would. She says, prior to take, uh, talking uh, with you about the uh, about the Chamonix products, I was uh, thinking about seeing a dermatologist. My skin was dry and irritated. It was actually uncomfortable. About a month ago, the Genucel skincare arrived. Uh, this product has two thumbs up from me. This is my mom speaking, so you know it's true. She says, after the first application, there was a positive discernible change. My skin drank in the GenuCell and felt nourishing. Uh, there was no greasy residue. Three days later, my skin started to, and looking and feeling better. Three weeks later, my skin has more elasticity and feels more firm. Uh, a more youthful look in general. See, Glenn, she didn't even mention anything about turkey neck. I don't know why you brought that up. At this point, I can't be without GenuCell. I'm loving the simple skincare program, and it's truly effective. That's from my mom. Now, sure, you could say, look, you're just, you're the perfect son. Of course, you're going to make a great decision like that. Well, you can do that, too, with your mom. GenuCell is the product. And if you happen to be a mom yourself, GenuCell is a great present for yourself for Mother's Day. Here's what they have right now. They've got the uh, GenuCell jawline treatment. Uh, goes with the uh, GenuCell uh, for eye bags and puffiness and instant effects with results within the first 12 hours, guaranteed or your money back. There's no risk here. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, or call 800-577-8709. You need a surprise Mother's Day premium gift with all orders. Sorry, Mom, I kept that one. Uh, 800-577-8709, or visit GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Pause for 10 seconds. Station ID.
So I'm going to play some Chris Cuomo um, only because people need to know that he's still alive. Uh, There's so few people that are watching CNN now. They're like, is Chris Cuomo still alive? Yeah, he is. He's still doing that cute little show of his. Uh, And uh, occasionally there are fewer people on the screen uh, than are actually watching. Uh, Last night was not one of them, but they had three people on at once. Uh, So... We have. Oh, they some have sometimes do have larger panels. I will say it gets up to five or six sometimes, and then yeah. it's then it's definitely more than any the audience. Yeah. Well, last night it was more than the audience too. But, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Chris Cuomo and uh, and and uh, Senator Santorum, Senator Santorum, two on one tag team against Senator Santorum on abortion. Here it is. When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body. And this is about a woman having full agency and control of her body and making decisions about her body and what is part of her body with medical professionals. Those are the facts. And that is the law of the land. And they can do whatever they want to that. This is about a woman's body. Listen, you can can do whatever they want. They can torture the baby. The the debate is Baby. You're, the you're, you're so guys, desperate here. You're the, so desperate no, here. No, no, no. Listen, I'm bringing desperate. up I'm just, fake I'm just stories. asking listen, questions. No, you're, not, you're not. You're asking provocative things that are trying to make because people angry real. about what's done. And that's stop, okay. stop, stop for a second. Provocative things. She just said a baby. We have a baby shower. Mm-hmm. When you're pregnant, you have a baby shower. You don't say I have a growth in me. I wonder what sex it is. You have a baby bump. Yeah, it is. You are pregnant with a baby. Mm-hmm. Who's saying provocative things? Somebody who just made the statement that is not a baby inside of her. Well, that's news to the world of medicine. That's a, we need to come back to this. This is a very it's an interesting point and and Santorum kind of throws it out there and they just talk over him, but it's worth discussion. What can you do to that thing? If it's not a baby, what can you do to it? Kind of anything, right? Yeah. Uh, why can't why? you like we they do surgeries now on babies in the womb. If it's not a baby, can you do it just for fun, just to torture it? Would that be okay? Why can't I take it out and sell it, chop it up for parts and sell it? Why not? It's not a baby. It's not a baby. Fascinating. Back in just a second. Mm. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Mother's Day is Sunday. This coming Sunday. It's Wednesday. Uh-oh. Now is the time to act on Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com. I've been telling you about them for a while. They've had great deals. I, this they still is, have great deals. Yes, they do, but they're running out of great deals. We're getting close to the point where you're they will g- not have any deals because they're going to get be a cactus Monday. for a hundred bucks on Saturday. <laughs> uh, Twenty-four multicolored roses plus a free glass vase for only twenty-nine ninety-nine. Now you can get this offer right now. This ends tomorrow. Multicolored roses. It's a great way to surprise you know all the moms in your life. Get it done. Just go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You click on the uh, code uh, or you click on the radio icon and you put in the code Beck, B-E-C-K, and you will see this deal. But you will also be able to explore the entire website because they have all kinds of different things. They have really good treats for mom. They have everything. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. This offer with these roses ends tomorrow. Do it today. 1-800-Flowers.com. Code Beck. When 
a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. It's part of her body. And this is about a woman having full agency and control of her body and making decisions about her body and what is part of her body with medical professionals. Those so are the so facts, the and that is, is the law of Chattel. the land. Listen, and they can do whatever this, they want look, to that. Baby. This is can, about a woman's so they can body. Name the baby. Listen, you can they can do whatever the, they the want. They can torture the baby. The, 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 the debate is fine. You're, you're, you're so guys, desperate here. You're so desperate here. No, no, no. Listen, I'm desperate. I'm just asking questions. You're not. You're asking provocative things that are trying to make people angry about what's done, and that's okay. All I'm saying is, you guys go too far when you pervert the facts. We have the president of the United States saying that a baby is born at the end of full term, swaddled in a blanket, and then to decide whether or not to execute it. That's you know that's lot. BS. Virginia it it divides people. Nobody said it. It's no. not the law. Anywhere the governor country, of Virginia said it. One person said something stupid, and you want to make it something that you can use They're, for advantage. That doesn't to, help your talk, cause. Talk and to the survivors of abortion. How about Kermit Gosnell It's certainly not square I mean, with your religion. lots of instances. I'll tell Chris. you that. Go ask a priest if he's okay with you arguing the case that way and see I how will, he feels about it. Oh, yeah. I love that. If you get to the right place by lying and distorting the facts, no priest is going to lie. No priest is going to condone lying. What did I lie about in the way I presented You tell me what state allows you to swaddle a full-term baby and then have a side conversation about whether or not to kill it. Look, the conversation was Virginia. Say none. No, the state of New York allows a baby to be killed Allows a baby to be killed up until the moment that baby is born. I can't take it. I can't take it. I mean, look, this is so ridiculous. This this is the the Virginia governor. That is clearly what he said. New York. No, no. He was just one guy who said something stupid. Even though we had the representative who was talking specifically about this law. This is what started. This was before Virginia was in another state. Was it Vermont? Uh, when she was presenting uh, this in front of, uh, you know, of the yes. r- the uh, assembly and saying, asked specifically those questions and said, yes, it would be legal under my and, bill. Uh, by the way, I, I just want you to know, if it's so outrageous, then why wouldn't any Democrat vote for the born alive bill? Let's just clear it up. Yeah, Can't up. happen. There you go. Can't, Can't happen. happen. Yeah. So and, and, and to to flip this around. Uh, to a moral case, ask a priest if you would be happy. Yeah, ask, ask a, a priest pri- about the abortion position and your position on it, Chris. I'm thinking you're going to like the. You should do that. You should go in there and ask them yeah. about that. Ask, a, ask, ask what the cast. Ask the Catholic Church what they think about abortion. You go do that, Chris. Maybe you'd learn something. Ask Maybe you about would learn something. The, the idea of abortion a minute before birth is totally fine. That's what they were arguing. Mm-hmm. How dare you say we could swaddle it? Well, okay, all right. So no, can't swaddle it. Let's just say that. All right. I'm with you on that. Can't swaddle it. Can you can you kill, kill it? Uh, uh, 30 seconds beforehand? Before you swaddle it? Mm-hmm. Can is you that do still that? not a baby then? Right. Uh, and, and, and Santorum's point is really interesting there. Because let's just say we have a weird society, right? We have people who can do plastic surgery to make themselves look like cats. Yes. Right? We have people who... You can pierce everything of your body. I've your seen body. people with piercings... That are, are are disturbing, disturbing, disturbing. But there's there there's that's their choice, and they get to do that. There yep. are people who are known as cutters who actually physically harm themselves and cut themselves, and we obviously think that's a real problem. 
but you know that's not it's, it's a, their body it's their body they have a right and, to do that and obviously there's that's a real thing in our society though it is an outlier admittedly let's just say we had an individual who decided you know what is cool to me i've got a baby growing in me i'm gonna go in there and every day chop off an inch just chop off an inch and see what happens i think it, it turns me on let's say this person says for whatever reason, and you would say, well, that's crazy. No one would do that. I can't imagine someone wanting to do it. I but can't, I can't ima- imagine trying to look like a cat through plastic surgery. Yeah, either, I can't imagine right? having somebody put plastic sur- through plastic surgery horns on my forehead. Exactly. And they do it. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, Glenn. it's their body. They can do whatever they want. So let's just say someone got excited about torturing this thing that's not a human baby in their belly a month before it was about to be born. Not torturing it, just cutting it well, off. Whatever, whatever, you, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. They could torture themselves, and no one would complain. No one would complain if they. We have, you know, if someone's sadomasochistic, and they're going on friggin' Craigslist and inviting people over and paying them to do these things to them. So let's just say they did the same things. We do surgery on babies in the womb. Someone decides to open up a service where they're going to do this. Is it unlikely? Sure. But let's just say, would it be legal under your idea that that's not a human baby? Could you do that? You couldn't do it to a dog. You couldn't do it to a cat. You couldn't do it to even a cow. You couldn't do it to any in animal species, but you could do it to that baby in, your be- in the belly. Well, because if you believe that the baby is not a baby. Right then you have to allow that because it's whatever the mother wants to do with her body, whether that's pierce herself, make herself look like a cat, or cut an inch off her baby every day just because that's what she wants to do. That's not a baby. Mm-hmm. So to be consistent, you would have to say, yeah, it's perfectly legal. Here's the problem. No one would allow that to be legal. Right. Why? Why? There's no The morally consistent view here, of course, is... The absolute nine-month thing, right? Let them up to the last second. Why are you stopping in the middle? If it's a baby at any point, if you're ever admitting it's a baby, then of course you're not going to be able to kill it. That's right. morally reprehensible. The idea that, that Chris Cuomo is taking this moral stance, oh, how dare you say we could swaddle a baby and then kill it? Well, one minute before birth. You're fine. So a six-minute difference, let's just say it takes six minutes. Sure, to okay. swaddle. There's a process there. The first time you do it as a dad, it's really hard to right. do. Mm-hmm. So a six-minute difference, 10-minute, 20-minute difference, <laughs> yeah. an hour difference, you can kill it. It's absolutely fine. Or it's murder, and how dare you even suggest that? Gosh, that is an it makes un- no sense. An unbelievable segment. This is why Joe Biden, I think, is doing well in the polls. And if he runs to the left, he's going to have real problems. He's going to lose that because everybody. If you look at everybody who's running, Bernie Sanders. I mean, the guy's nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if you're somebody who says, look, I don't want to burn the whole thing down. I just, you know, I, I think we can do a better job, mm-hmm. you know, and I like the Constitution and free market works for me. You don't want Bernie Sanders. Kamala Harris, mm, you don't know really who she is. She said some crazy things, but she's kind of likable. But I don't know. Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren. Mm. Bob, Bob Frank O'Rourke. Okay, here's those, you're looking at people who have said crazy, crazy things, crazy things, and saying things on the level of when you're pregnant, it's not a human baby. Like yeah. that. Le- that's such a crazy position that no one actually believes because the argument is not really is it life. We talk about is it life? Of course it's life. The question is, does that life have any rights? 
That's that's what the question is. Does it have it does does that life have any rights? Is it do we treat that like it's a slave? Like it's property, like it's some other thing that we can do whatever we want to for our own pleasure. Is that what we do? And if we do that, that's a decision that people back in the day as the slavery made. They liked that. They liked that argument. They thought it was a great thing. That's just property. Don't worry about what you do to that thing. Well, you know what? It's not just a thing. It should have rights. And, the, and that's the argument here. It's not about whether it's life. Everyone on earth knows it is life. Everyone on earth knows it with certainty. The question is, do you give any respect or any rights to it? Do you treat it like it's a human being? And the question is, they're saying, no, it's just property. It's just this thing you can they've, fiddle with however you will. They've gone, they've jumped the shark. They've I gone so too, to the stuff. absurd. They've gone to things that, look, when you were arguing abortion and you would say, look, you don't want your daughter to face this kind of decision. What happens? Yeah. Then you, you, you have sympathy on your side it was a smarter argument by them although i don't like it but it was a smarter it was a smarter argument it was more effective right because it was reasonable Mm -hmm. it put people in this conundrum that they don't want to think about it right okay people will think about killing a baby a minute before they're born and they'll make a decision there's no reason for that Mm -hmm. there's no reason for that this is an unwinnable situation. Yeah. And they're doing this on almost every front. And they're making such a big deal out of things that no one in their life, their ordinary life, unless you're an activist, you are not having those conversations. Yeah. And I, I think you I think you're right. I think you've come on to something here with the Biden uh, analysis, because he is while he's ma- massively liberal and there's no real evidence to say that he'd be any more conservative than oh, no, most no, of these no. candidates. I think he's I think he, he's, he's a not moderate. No, yeah, yeah. I think he's a Trojan horse myself. Yeah. I think he's scary because he will just he'll open the gates. But he's not saying those types of things. Correct. He's saying like, look, we all he's making the old argument. He's yes. saying like, look, you know, we, women have to have their right and I, these are difficult decisions and you know, blah 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 instead of coming out and sounding like an activist. And I think that might explain some of this polling that we've seen here. Can we go through some of this real quick? Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll go back to the polling because the polling on joe biden is astounding simply safe right now simply safe is giving you something i have not seen them do we've had them as sponsors for uh, 10 years almost 10 years since they started their company now they're this big deal and uh, they're starting to go international and i'm just so thrilled for their success because they've never lost their polar star they've never lost who they who they serve and what they do Simply Safe right now is offering a free home security ca- camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24/7 and video evidence if someone tries to get in. Now, why is that so important? Because big corporations, if they have video surveillance, if they call, they get video proof that somebody is breaking in. It's not just an alarm going off. Last night my alarm went off because of thunderstorm. It was so strong it set my alarm off. Uh, and if if my alarm would have gone off in a way it would have alerted police, police would look at that and go, OK, do we rush there or is it the Becks? Um, and so y- you don't you don't know. You don't know. Companies, when they have an alarm go off, they have somebody that is monitoring it and they they look at the videotape and go, yep, there's somebody breaking in. That's when 911 is called. And because they have that video evidence, they get priority service. Nobody else in the home alarm system industry offers this. Simply Safe now puts you on the same footing as Google. 
You'll get priority service. That's why they want to give you this home security camera. And it's a $100 value. It's not going to cost you anything. The home service to monitor and give provide this is still $15 a month. It is by far the best security system on the market. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the program. So here's uh, here's the theory that Stu and I have been kicking around that um, Biden is doing extraordinarily well right now in um, in polls. And that's because he hasn't been in the hot seat. Uh, everybody thinks they know who he is. Um, the the rest of the Democratic field is so crazy. And this actually gives me hope that Democrats are not crazy. They're, they're just blind, um, <laughs> but they're not crazy. Because if you see Bernie Sanders was leading the field, go over some of these poll numbers since Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, since Joe, uh, Biden. Joe Biden entered the field. Listen to this. Okay, let's put these up as we go. Uh, this is, uh, we've got a bunch of different polls. I'll start with, uh, this is morning, morning consult. consult. Yep, 17 candidates are under 5%. So there's 22 candidates, 17 are under 5%. You wow. got O'Rourke at 5, then Buttigieg at uh, 6 you have uh, Warren at 8%, then Sanders at 19 in that poll, and finally uh, Biden at 20, or, excuse no, me, 40. 40%. Uh, it's, he's up by 21 points. Now, 40% in a 22-candidate field is, is insane. 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 Let me give you a couple other uh, real quick. Uh, again, another poll, 16 candidates are under 5%. Then you have uh, Harris at 5%. Uh, B, uh, Beto O'Rourke at 6%, then Buttigieg at 7%, followed by Warren at 8%, and Sanders at 15, 15. and then finally uh, Joe Biden at 39%. Uh, he's up by 24 in that poll. These are all polls released since he announced. A couple more real quick. Uh, 16 candidates under 5% in this poll. From this Quinnipiac. is Quinnipiac. Uh, O'Rourke with 5%, then Harris at 8%, Buttigieg at 10%, Sanders at 11 and then Warren at 12. It's the only time that Warren is ahead of Sanders I in thought any of these she polls. was toast. Yeah. Biden at 38. He's, she's, he's got a 26-point lead over this field. Uh, and again, a huge, huge field. And he's going, he's going up. He's gaining yeah. since he entered. Yeah. Last one here real quick before we... Uh, because it's pretty amazing. This one is uh, Harris. It's 17 candidates are under 5% out of the 22-candidate field. It's crazy. Then you have Kamala Harris at 6%, Elizabeth Warren at 7%, Pete Buttigieg at 8%, Bernie Sanders at 14 and Joe Biden at 46%, a 32-point lead. This is incredible. And and what's interesting is one of the lessons you learned from the 2016 campaign, everyone's like, oh, the polls sucked. The lesson from the 2016 campaign is actually the opposite when you talk about the primary, which is we should have listened to the polls. The polls are telling us forever that Donald Trump was winning. People were just finding reasons, including myself, yep. to say, I don't think this is going to hold. Show show the first one where where uh, Donald Trump got in. Yeah. He got in. This is a month into the campaign. This is the first poll, really, with him in the campaign. Now, remember, this is he had just come down the escalator. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying there's no way this guy's going to win. Yep, here's uh, what the field looked like at this, this point in 2015. It was uh, eight candidates under 5% of the vote. Then you had Kasich at 5%. You had Rubio at 6%. You also had Cruz at 5%. Paul at 6%. Uh, Mike Huckabee at 6%. 
Ben Carson had 6% at this point in 2015. Uh, Jeb Bush had 10%. And uh, Scott Walker, remember that, 13%. He was in second place, but Donald Trump led the field. However, Donald Trump led the field with 20%. He had a 7-point lead. In some of these polls, Joe Biden has a 32-point lead. Now, it's his to blow here. If he chokes this, it's a choke. Doesn't mean it's going to hold. It's interesting, though, to see if he's going to be able to do this. And fascinating to think about, we couldn't get a poll from May 2015 that showed Trump in the race because Trump hadn't joined the race in May of 2015. He didn't do that until June. So we have 22 candidates already in the race before Trump had even announced last time. And I think it's because people think Lunchbox Joe is not a crazy socialist. Scary. You're listening to Glenn Beck.